The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Day Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local Mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 62nd birthday today. I will say, one of the great actors going right now, Christoph Faltz. Yeah, Happy birthday, Christoph Faltz. He's an interesting character. That guy... is terrifying. He is terrifying. He can be very terrifying. What was the Bond movie he was in? Spectre? Uh, Yes. I did not like Spectre, but I loved him. He was terrifying. He's terrifying. He's He's really, really good. He's a very psychotic... Terrifying person. I have not seen Django, which I know is a personal fault of mine. Because he's, he's more, he's more just entertaining. That's the that thing. Yeah. So uh, that's why I want to see it because I know that's just, uh, like a different role for him. Yep. In any case, today is Thursday, October fourth, two thousand eighteen. Forty nine days until Thanksgiving. Episode six thirty five. Six thirty five. Einar Diaz's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Those one hundred and one games in two thousand and three. You're asking yourself, hey, how were the Rangers so bad in two thousand three when they had Alex Rodriguez? Well, Einar Diaz was their everyday catcher. So. so. There you go. There you go. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it. We're doing it live. Uh, we are going to preview the Thursday games you need to see in Texas high school football. Um, there is a college football game, too. We'll get to that in a later segment. Then we'll be talking to the head coach. Go down to the Valley. Talking with the head coach of the 5-0 and West Laco Panthers. Coach Michael Salinas will join us coming up here in a couple of minutes. Then back half of the show, it's the picks, my high school football predictions for week six of the Texas high school football season. And we'll close it all out with America's favorite segment, free money. We'll get into that coming up here in a bit. Um, I was listening to a podcast on the way in, um, and I want to ask you, uh, are castles overrated? I don't really understand the point of a castle. As far as places to stay, places to live. To stay? To live. To live? Like, I feel like... Who's living in a castle? I just mean that when I look at what castles are, and maybe they were... call me the 1% and you're the one thinking about living in a damn castle? Maybe they were better, like, more well well, uh, appointed then. Boy, seems like castles get a lot more credit for, like, they were playing in a dead ball era, you know what I mean? Like, that was, like, compared to what everyone else was living in, it seems like castles... Seems like castles are not all that comfortable, all things considered. But compared to like thatch roof cottages, they are better. Okay. I, don't know. I was thinking about castles on the way in. You should not think about castles. What you should think about uh-huh. is the fact that Marcus Schultz says good stuff and is watching this show. Splendor is the Splendor coach. Uh oh. I don't know. Maybe we should cancel. What's up, show. Coach Schultz? We should, maybe we should cancel the show. I don't know. If... <laughs> Big Red's off to a good start. Big yeah. Red? 
three and yeah. one ish around S- there. Sounds right. I've got that on my computer somewhere. Anyway, hello, Coach Schultz, and hello to all of you watching. Let me know what you think of Castles. We are Texas Football today. We're here. Eddie Jackson t- says they're awesome. We're, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and Cruton all across the Lone Star State. Max, week six of the Texas high school football season is now upon us. We have uh, games tonight across the state. Uh, as I mentioned a few times, pretty thin slate this week because it's the biggest bye week of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, there are only 509 Texas high school football games this weekend, which what are we ever going to do? Uh, 380-something teams are off. 30% of the state is off this week. So the, the slate is a little bit thin. And that does include Thursday, although we got a couple – Huge games Thursday. The first one tonight, I believe it's down at Pridgen Stadium in Cyprus. Uh, Cyfair and Cy Falls are going to do battle. Battle of unbeatens down there. Um, two really out of control defenses. Two defenses that have been lights out all year long. Uh, I would expect. Um, man, it's it's so funny that whenever like I see a Cyfair score, I'm always like, oh, that's a very Cyfair score. You know, like 24 to 7 is the most sci fair game you could possibly have. It's painfully sci fair. Um, but Sci Falls' defense has been really good as well. My question is where are the points going to come from in either of these games? Um, this game is, is probably, for the, it's probably for the District 17 6A title. I think these are the two best teams in that district. And by the way, one thing I was noticing yesterday, uh, it, one thing that just kind of crept up on me did you realize that Sci Fair is going D1? Uh, I believe I knew that when the when we set out in the season, but I have not thought about it recently. Yeah, I just thought about it like yesterday. I was like, "Oh crap!" Like they're going D one. So you want to talk about a region yeah. in six A D one region three that was it's, already brutal? Yeah. Now, man, it's crazy. So keep an eye on that. I think that's on. I think Texan Live is streaming it. So go go watch that. Go support them. Um, anyway, there's that. I'll be at a game tonight. I'll be going to Keller Fossil Ridge and Northwest Eaton. Um, I don't even know how they want to be called because it's Northwest ISD. I don't know. I mean, look, we, you've heard my stance on this a million times. These, these are just this is just Fossil Ridge and Eaton High School. <laughs> it's Fossil why Ridge. Why we put put name put city or area or ISD uh, modifiers in front of half of these schools is beyond me. They're the only schools called that. Yeah. Anyway. It, that's, that's true. Fossil Ridge and Eaton will do battle tonight. I'm excited to see this. Fossil Ridge off to a really nice start, 3-1. and one. Uh, Eaton's got some playmakers as well that I'm excited to see. This should be a good battle uh, down there. Matt Stepp and I will be there. So if you are going to be out at Northwest ISD Stadium, come by and say hi. Um, down in the Central Texas area, 13-6A, uh, we will get even more clarity tonight as Round Rock's Stony Point takes on Pflugerville Hendrickson. Uh, you'll remember that Hendrickson was the team that um, came up a little bit short uh, last week, or was it the week before, to Vandegrift. Um, I think it was two weeks ago. This is a big-time big, big time game for Stony Point. If they want to hop back into that, uh, into that district title chase, uh, t- taking down Hendrickson would certainly help. Uh, my question is, can that defense hold up against this Hendrickson offense? That should be uh, a lot of fun to watch. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, Hendrickson and Stony Point going on uh, tonight, as well as the Tascacita and South Houston. South Houston's off to a fantastic start uh, so far. Big, high-powered offense, averaging 47 points in their first three games. Uh, but then they ran to Kingwood last week and lost. 
Um, Atascacita is looking looking good, looking like that kind of team we expect them to. That big offensive line with Kenyon Green is pushing, um, and then their running back Quincy Thompson's been great. Uh, their one loss in the year is just to Katie, so it's pretty good. So this is a big matchup down there in that district. Um, and then way down in the valley, Westlaco East and Edinburgh are going at it tonight. Um, this is a game where I feel like Edinburgh is so Edinburgh's undefeated and they're coming off a bye, but I do feel like Westlaco East is maybe rounding into form. And this was a game that if you asked me two weeks ago, I'd say, oh, Edinburgh's going to romp. Now, I'm not so sure. Uh, Edinburgh's still uh, probably the favorite in this game. But keep an eye on this game. Uh, I think that we'll get a better idea of how this district shakes out uh, based on that. So keep an eye on that. Uh, those are Thursday games to watch. Please go to TexasFootball.com and read Ryan McDonald's uh, outstanding piece on the Thursday games to watch. Uh, make sure that his... Uh, he's an intern. His, I don't want to I don't well, want to throw outstanding on him just yet. He's got to earn his dues. Please read his words so that his death is not in vain. <laughs> There you go. Um, read that on TexasFootball.com, the Thursday games to watch in Texas high school football. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State, you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and Cruton all across Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to pick up a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You're probably asking yourself if this is the first time you've ever tuned into the show. Hey, you know, I love this show. And it's free, but I want to pay. Maybe you're not saying that, but what, maybe what you're saying is like you want more football in your life. You get two magazines: 2019 or 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Text Football, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2019, which are seniors right now, to the class of 2022, which are kids that are just freshmen. You get that mailed to you directly right after Thanksgiving. You get the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the 400-page magazine previewing every high school football team, college football team in the state, uh, the Bible of Texas Football. You know what it is. You're watching the show. Um, so you get pre-order for that. Don't run around to Brookshire's Walmart AGB. We'll mail it to you a week early if you, if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, up now, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, up now, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our high school football premium insider um, podcast uh, with Matt Step and I, up now. Uh, you get recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete, up now. All that stuff for the low, low price. Everything I just mentioned, the magazines, the online content, all for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for the entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year. It makes a great gift as well. Check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Nature hotline and bring in the head coach of the undefeated 5-0 and Westlaco Panthers. We're joined by Coach Michael Salinas. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Greg? Excellent. How are things in beautiful Westlaco, Texas? They're going. We're taking it one day at a time. We're open this week, so things have slowed down a little bit. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. You guys are on. You're enjoying your bye week after a five and zero start. You know, you're splitting the season right in half. Uh, five five uh, games and then a bye week and then five games after that. Um, obviously, things from a results perspective are going pretty well for you guys. What are you hoping to accomplish in your bye week? We just want to continue to get better and and and. Uh... Uh, respond to the bye week correctly. Continue to stay focused, and and uh, we've talked to our, our kids about getting one percent better each day. So we're trying to heal up and uh, 
again, stay focused for a good Edinburgh Vela team that we got coming up. You're you're there in your second year there with Westlaco. Uh, last year didn't go as I'm, I'm sure the way that you had hoped. Uh, three and six, uh, th- three and six record. Uh, things have uh, things kind of uh, didn't go the way that you wanted, and yet this year, you know, five and zero start. Looking very good in every facet of the game, it seems like. Uh, what is it that you think changed from, from last year uh, to this year that has you guys rolling right now? I think just, just buying. It took a little bit of time to set a foundation. We had new staff and, uh, you know, come in and replace the guy that had been here for a long time. So we understand that. But we changed systems uh, completely from a slot T to spread. And uh, so a little bit of buy-in, a little bit of, you know, a little more work on execution. And, and we just got a really good group of kids. And, proud of our coaches and our kids effort to this point do you get the feeling that now the the kids are the your players are are more comfortable around you uh in a second year no question when you come in and, and uh implement a new system uh, everything's new uh from how we team meet to how we warm up so so it was a process but there's no question in, in year two uh our kids are more comfortable uh and our staff is more comfortable with our kids so i think it's a two-way street and then uh, uh, the trust level has just been there, and that's helped us this year. You know, you mentioned that you, you took over for a guy who'd been there for, for a long time, Tony Villarreal. You know, you took over for him last year. Uh, that's a guy who, look, he, he won a lot in his, in his career there uh, at, at Westlaco and, and, and really, you know, won a lot in, in his career altogether. Um, you took the job coming over from Edinburgh Vela. Uh, I'm interested, did when you go back to that time when you took the job, did you feel pressure uh, to come in and, and, and fill those shoes? Because, you know, there there are a lot of programs out there that, that, you know, you step in and they're not used to winning. Well, this is a program that's used to winning. Did you feel that pressure when you took this job? No, I, I think you just got to come in and, and, and do the, what you know is right. Uh, and we knew that we needed to stand firm and not flinch. We had a plan. Uh, we needed to work the plan. Uh, initially, didn't go exactly how we wanted, but uh, – uh, we've implemented this, a system prior to this, and, and uh, through our experience, we know that you just have to continue to, to sort of not flinch and continue to work, and, and eventually it's going to go its way, but it takes time to build a solid foundation. We're talking with Michael Salinas, the head coach of the Westlaco Panthers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, one of the things that it, it sure seems like has made a big step this year um, has been your defense. Uh, you know, you guys are, are averaging basically a little less than 10 points a game, giving up. Um, you, you guys have, have really dominated teams, basically aside from giving up uh, 27 points to PSJA North uh, a few weeks ago. You guys have, have really been dominant. Um, my question for you is, is, is what is it about this defense that's standing out to you? Uh, why is it that this defense seems like it's made really big strides in just one year? One, we get starting 11 seniors, so that helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting 11 seniors on defense, but we got some experience on that side of the ball. Um, it's the second year in the system. We lost a defensive coordinator last year, uh, um, elevated the guy on the staff, Ernie Alonso and, and Albert Martinez, and those guys have done a great job. Uh, with our kids and uh, uh, just allowing them to sort of uh, sit back and play. And, and, and uh, just those guys have progressed in the system and, and our defensive line has played extremely well to this point. You know, one guy that stands out uh, to me, and, and I know that you were, you were very high on him coming into this season, Marco Noriega, a kid who um, I don't think the measurables are going to jump off the page at you, you know, for a, for a, for a linebacker, you know, 5'11", 190, you know, good-looking kid, but, you know, he's not this that giant, uh, all, that giant linebacker that people are, are used to, but this kid plays 
Boy, he plays like he, he flies around like a bat out of hell. Uh, what is it about Marco Noriega that that sets him apart, and, and how? Why is he so important to your team? He's just got a. Uh, he's a blue collar kid that works extremely hard. Uh, he's got some football savvy, uh, so we've been able to put a lot on his plate, and he's done some things, and and uh, you know just does a really good job uh, uh, leveraging the football and, and getting to his attack points. But um, all in all, I mean, he's a pound for pound. He's just a good football player. Uh, offensively, you know, you guys are changing philosophies, as you mentioned, now into the spread offense. Uh, one guy who, who it seems like has really made a nice step forward is your quarterback, Jacob Cavazos. Uh, he got a little bit of run last year uh, as a sophomore. Now, uh, as a junior, seems like he's in full command of this offense. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with Jacob Cavazos, what can you tell us about this young man? Jacob played a little bit for us as a sophomore last year. He's, he's come in. He's, he's uh, just under 70% completion rate. He's doing a really good job managing managing the offense, um, and he's just learning to take what the defense gives him. So, uh, fortunately for us, he can he's a dual threat guy, so he can he can extend some plays and get out of the pocket. and And uh, he he he's doing a really good job right now of not making a bad play worse. So when we when we guess wrong, he's doing a good job of bailing us out. Uh, Coach, uh, you know, I, I don't want to look too far ahead, but, you know, I want you to enjoy your bye week. But uh, I do want to take a look at District uh, 31-6A that you guys are, are, are kind of up against. You You opened it up last week with a very impressive 44 nothing win over Edinburgh Economides. Um, when you, you know, realignment has come and gone, 31-6A looks like it's it's a very deep, difficult district. Uh, from I'm interested from your perspective. When you take a look at what you're going to be up against throughout the course of district play, uh, what what is it? how would you characterize this district? It's a tough district. We, we respect all of our opponents, and, and we're going to have to have a one and all mentality and, and try to go in and, and play our best game. We're going to have to play four quarters uh, every week and, and try to do really good in every phase of the game. So, um, we just talked to our kids about our number one goal is to make the playoffs um, and, and make sure that when we play in week 11, it means something. So to this point, they've, they've done a really good job of, of staying grounded and just focusing in on, on each week and each opponent because uh, each one is going to present their own, their own tasks. Uh, and then, you know, you, you guys uh, – is it fair to say, by the way, is it fair to say that tonight you will have some folks at that, uh, uh, that Edinburgh – or Wesleyco East versus Edinburgh game uh, tonight? Do they have a few eyes on that game? Yeah, we're going to have a quick practice today, so we're going to get over there and watch a little bit of that ball game this evening. Yeah, see what you guys are up against in it, down the road, and and of course, you know, one thing that's interesting is that uh, you know your next opponent is 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 Edinburgh Vela. You know, the the squad that that you coached most recently before moving over uh, to Westlaco. Uh, you you helped build that program into boy a valley power and, and 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 things. You know, that's that's a program that that seems to have that kind of momentum uh, right now. Um, it, it's still a week away, but I'm interested in in maybe your emotions about playing a team, uh, playing the program that that you helped to build into what it is today. It's going to be the, the most important one for us because it's the next one. Uh, we're really not going to look at it in any, any other any other facet. Uh, uh, for me, first, really not the first opportunity in my career to, to play a school that you've coached at before. Uh, so I've done it when I was at West Texas A&M after uh, playing A&M Kingsville. I've done it at Texas State playing Sam Houston State. So here uh, it's just a, it's a neat deal uh, because we still have some familiarity and still know some of those kids. But it, it's about the kids. It's not about us. So we're just going to do the best, the best job we can to uh, to prepare to go out and fire our best shot next Friday. 
He's Michael Salinas, the head coach at Weslaco East, or Weslaco rather, joining us there on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Coach, i got to ask you one last thing. Um, you are, uh, as you mentioned, you, you used to coach at West Texas A&M, which is also where you're, you played your ball. You were, you were a star at Edinburgh High. You go on to, to, to sling it at, uh, at A&M Kingsville. Um, I am very interested to, to know if you can still get out there and throw it a little bit. Can you still get out there and, and during practice uh, kind of push the quarterback aside and say, let me show you how it's done, son? I try not to do that. I try to do most of my teaching now through talking. So I try to demonstrate less. But uh, uh, we got some guys on our staff that still can, so I let those guys do it. So, so, you, so are you the best passer on staff? I would probably say not. A quarterback coach probably got an edge on me. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That's that's very. Uh, we don't we don't need your humility, coach. You can brag on yourself <laughs> if you want. <laughs> He's, he is Michael Salinas. He's the head coach of the 5-0 and Westlaco Panthers. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations on your great start. Uh, enjoy your bye week. Best of luck uh, next week and down the road. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. There he goes. Michael Salinas, the head coach at Westlaco. The Panthers off to a great start. Again, after, after a, real, a real tough year last year. I mean, this was a team that, um, you know, three. You know, they, they, at this time last year, five games in, they were one and four. Year one's tough, man. Year, one year one's tough. tough one, especially. Boy, you want to talk about from slot T to spread is probably. Boy, I'm trying to think of a, of of something like a bigger transition. You know, like I from two from two maybe maybe the only way that could be different is if you're going the other way, right? If yeah. you're going from spread to slot T, that's a big transition, and especially for for guys who you know had learned under Coach Villarreal for for so long down there. And and now you know you look at that district and and look Edinburgh Vela that in my opinion that's probably next week you know we'll see what Westlake East has um, you know we'll see what Edinburgh has uh, there's some good it's a good deep district um, but next week's going to tell us a lot if they can go and they can beat Vela uh, that's a huge huge win for this Panthers team and, and things would suddenly be trending in such a way that that you got to think okay they are a team that's a force to be reckoned with and by the way. I need to pull up the enrollment numbers, but I'll just say this: you start looking at six A Division two, and I don't know. I, I again, I don't have the numbers up, but whoever comes out of that district, if they go to the Division two route, yeah, Cibolo Steel's there, but I think that they're. I don't know if there is that dominant power that we were used to seeing. Yeah, Westlake's there, but again, I, I'm not super sold on them as a as a state title contender just at this moment. You know, they'll play like Travis in a couple of weeks. We'll know a lot more. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that 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 you're it's, just saying uh, that there may not be that world beater there on that right side of that bracket in in Region Four, and then certainly with Cy Fair going up to Division One, certainly not necessarily in Region Three. And someone's got to play for a title. Oh, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was thinking about that the other day. Anyway, we appreciate Coach Michael Salinas hopping on with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Remember to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. I will tell you that uh, we've heard the reviews for Tep and Step, our premium high school football insider podcast. And, and it's canceled. And they are mixed. So uh, <laughs> hop in there and let us know what you think.
It's, it changes when people are paying for it, huh? Yeah. No, overall, people have been pretty pleased. Uh, pretty pleased. I got a text the other day that said it was good. If we could just get rid of that Tepper guy. I'm telling you. If it was just step, step drive that train. Just step. And the, that's the name of the show? Step. It's just step? Step and step. Step and step. Step and more step. Yeah, step by step. <laughs> um, anyway. Max, week six of the Texas high school football season is upon us. Even though the, the, the slate is a little bit thin, that doesn't mean there's not huge, huge games all across the state. I, once again, had the courage to go out there and make some predictions. Here are my week six Texas high school football picks. You know, Texas football today. Let's span the state and predict the biggest Texas high school football games. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. If Texas high school football slate seems a little bit thin this week, that's because, well, it is. Week six is the biggest bye week of the year. There are 385 UIL teams that will not play this week. That's more than 30% of the state, but that doesn't mean there aren't huge games. There are massive matchups all across the state. We start in Gladewater. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jack Murphy Stadium in Gladewater. It's a battle of unbeatens out east as the West Rusk Raiders take on the Gladewater Bears. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, let's get physical because that is the name of the game for John Barry's Bears. They want to Beat you up up front and grind it out on the ground. They want to win in the trenches and then plow the road for their outstanding running back, Eli Carter, who's averaging more than 11 yards per carry. This is a big-time test for the West Rusk defense. Can they stand up to what is a very physical Bears front, or will Gladewater run roughshod? Key number two, spread it around. That is the name of the game for the West Rusk offense. They want to run the ball as well, but they don't necessarily have a bell cow. They want to Give the ball to a variety of different playmakers like their running back Tyrell Moore and their outstanding quarterback Lejavius Harper. They want to spread the ball around and make the defense guess. Uh, This is a big test here for Gladewater's defense. They've got to maintain gap integrity, make sure they stick to their assignments because West Rusk has a number of weapons that can beat them. Can the Gladewater defense maintain its integrity defensively or will West Rusk use their variety of weapons to go nuts? And key number three, seniors on defense. There are a lot of young stars in this game that we're going to be talking about for the next couple of years, but defensively, both these teams have outstanding senior leadership. Orlando Cortez for West Rusk leads this defense, and Rashad Johnson has been excellent for Gladewater. Two defenses that have led the way so far and have these teams undefeated. So, on this big stage, with likely the district title on the line, who can find the leadership defensively to get the win? Who am I picking? I'm going with Gladewater. I think that being at home helps in this one, but I really like this physical, grinding running game they have with Eli Carter and that big offensive line. Not to mention, their defense has been really lights out. The other thing for me is they have a depth advantage in this one. Remember, Gladewater was a 4A team last year that's now dropping down to 3A. They're going to have a few more players on the sideline that they can rotate in and out. West Rusk may actually be the faster team in this game. But I think the more physical team wins this one. Give me Gladewater. 
How about some Thursday night action? 7 o'clock Thursday night at Pridgen Stadium in Cyprus. It's a Houston area clash between the Cyfair Bobcats and the Falls Eagles. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, the Eagles' unbelievable defense. And that has been the storyline for the Eagles this year. Falls' defense has given up 44 points all year, and they make plays. Eight interceptions on the year, 12 sacks. They live in opposing backfields. Dontrell Kelly, their defensive end, has been great. DeAndre Collins is all over the field. This Cy Falls defense is legit. Can Cy Fair find a way through or will it be another big game for the Cy Falls defense? Key number two, the Bobcats' unbelievable defense. If you like those numbers that I just listed for Cy Falls, get this. Cy Fair has allowed seven points all year and they pretty much came in garbage time in their opener against the Woodlands. This defense looks like it did, well, last year when they won the state championship. Trevon Mosley, their linebacker, has been absolutely sensational. Hunter Rangel as well. This defense can fly around. So I'll ask the same question in a different way. Can the Cy Falls offense find any way through the Cy Fair defense or will be another big Bobcat effort? And key number three, Big game experience. So this is probably a playoff game, essentially. Uh, the winner of this game is going to be in the Catbird seat to win District 17-6A. And if there is a big game experience advantage, it belongs to Cy Fair. Remember, the Bobcats are the defending 6A Division II state champions. They've been fantastic all year, and they have played in big atmospheres, including the biggest atmosphere of them all at AT&T Stadium. Cy Falls did make the playoffs last year, but they lost in the first round. And before that, the last time they were in the playoffs was 2015 when the current seniors on this Cy Falls team uh, were just freshmen. So there's an advantage there for Cy Fair that they've played in the big games before. Does it matter and how does it make itself known? Who am I picking? I'm going with Cy Fair. I think you go with the defending state champs in this one because the defense has looked fantastic. And we didn't mention, but they're running the ball really, really well with Jalen Woods and this new sophomore, Jonathan Johnson. They've looked fantastic all year long. Uh, I do think Cy Falls, if they can hit a couple of big plays, can put Cy Fair on the ropes and press this offense and win with defense. But for now, I'm going with the defending state champs. Give me the Bobcats. 7 o'clock Friday night at Fair Park Stadium in Childress. It is a terrific 3A versus 2A battle of unbeatens as Childress takes on Munster. Two outstanding do-it-all quarterbacks in this one. Luke Latimer for Childress has been exceptional, and you probably know Parker McGrew, the quarterback for Munster, from guiding the Hornets to a state championship last year. Uh, I think that there's another factor in play in this one. Not only is Childress the bigger team, it's a 3A versus a 2A, uh, but I think Childress saw district rival Canadian lose last week, and I think they see an opportunity to stake their claim as the team to beat arguably in 3A Division II Region 1. I think they take advantage of that. Give me Childress. Let's head back out east, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bulldog Stadium in Carthage. It's a matchup of the defending 4A state champions as the Carthage Bulldogs welcome in the Pleasant Grove Hawks. And look, the story of this game is going to be the story of pretty much every game that Carthage plays the rest of the way. Can Pleasant Grove, and their pretty solid defense, although it's struggled at times, can they slow down the Carthage attack and Gunner Caps, their quarterback, a team that's averaging 7.4 yards per offensive snap? That's the whole name of the game. I'm not sure anybody can right now. Give me Carthage. Wildcat Stadium will be rocking 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Temple as the Temple Wildcats welcome in rival Belton. And this is a big-time rivalry game. i got to tell you, I don't know that there's a better atmosphere in Texas high school football than Wildcat Stadium in Temple when it is rocking. Belton quarterback Connor Carruthers has been outstanding. He's going to need to be outstanding again against this very good Temple defense. And I think the difference here is Jared Wiley, the quarterback for Temple, 
I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to be the guy that Temple needed. Now, what was I thinking? This kid's been incredible. Jared Wiley leads Temple to a win. 7 o'clock Friday night at the Mustang Bowl in Andrews. It is the Andrews Mustangs welcoming in the Hereford White Faces. Two outstanding explosive offenses in this one. Brett Leach, the quarterback for Andrews, has been really out of this world. And this running game with Cody Dixon for Hereford has been grinding it out. The difference here for me, the Hereford defense. I think the White Faces bring home the victory and the Herd keep rolling. And let's go down to the Rio Grande Valley, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lions Stadium in LaFeria. As Rio Hondo visits LaFeria, this LaFeria team's really interesting. They've got a super experienced defense that's been really good, and they're relying on a lot of youngsters offensively to get the job done. And so far, so good for LaFeria. But can they slow down Josiah Ortega and Rio Hondo? The Bobcats have been really, really special. This is a coin flip type game, really hard to call. I lean a little bit towards Rio Hondo. But those are far from the only big games in week six of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Gulas Trinity survives their first trip to the Concho Valley. They take down San Angelo Central. Give me Hebron to Edge Coppell. And Laredo Alexander topples Laredo Nixon. Hutto outguns Georgetown. San Antonio Wagner takes down San Antonio Brackenridge. And Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial beats Corpus Christi Ray. El Paso Andrus beats El Paso Burgess. Snyder holds serve at home as they take down Fort Stockton. And I'm buying in on Jasper. I think they beat West Orange Stark. Whitesboro edges pilot point. Shiner stays unbeaten with a win over Lexington. And give me Seymour just barely over Hawley. The Groover Greyhounds beat the Roscoe Plowboys. And Pleasanton stays unbeaten with a win over Kingsville King. Madisonville surges past Fairfield. And then our six-man game of the week. Give me Coolidge to beat Calvert. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week six of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There they are. My, there they are. My high school football predictions for week six. Um, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit sassy. I'm going to go out on a limb. So you got more than one? I bet I got two right. Wow. That's right. I bet I got two of those 26-ish. Sure. Right. Well, I'm impressed. That is the Dave Campbell's Texas football difference. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, I want to I mention this. Um... The Dave Campbell's Texas football crew is going to be out at the Denton Geyer versus Southlake Carroll game uh, on Friday. Make sure you get out there. Should be a great game between Geyer, uh, which seems to have its wheels back on after a, a slow start. Um, going up against Southlake Carroll, which has looked pretty good for the most part, although there have been moments where you've kind of gotten concerned about but should be a fantastic game out there two perennial powers going out at dragon stadium they're gonna be out there the dave campbell's texas football crew is gonna be out there with our sponsors uh with our partners body armor texas army national guard takis in and out burger and main event so make sure you stop by the dave campbell's texas football booth say hi to our friends there and then go check out our awesome partners who are going to be uh posted up 
spotted up there at Dragon Stadium as well. So check that out. So Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, Game of the Week. Body, uh, body Armor at Texas Army National Guard. Takis in and out. And main event will be there. You should, too. Also, Max, mm-hmm. let me do this. Uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has teamed up with North Texas Honda dealers to shine the light on influential individuals who are helpful in their local community and will be out at the Burleson Centennial at Burleson game Friday. The Battle of the Boot. Big game, by the I way. I want that boot. Huge game. Uh, two teams are really hot. Burleson's 5-0, and Centennial's 4-1. and uh, Honoring community helper Brandy Haynes, be sure to look out for the helpful Honda team, and you might get a random act of helpfulness. Woo. So check that out. Thanks to our partners at North Texas Honda Dealers. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max. Shut up. Just... It's, it's that time. No. It's that time. You know, you enjoy this too much. It's time for it's free right. money! Free money! For your bookie. My college football picks against the spread. Uh, with 500 last week. So, wow. just bobbing along. Whew. Things are okay. How exciting. 27 and 23. Treat it like gospel. Every exactly. single one of these well, listen, picks. Boy, 27. 500. 27 and 23. So, if you, you so, were, you literally flipped a coin last week. We stopped that bit, but we you, did stop a bit. But you literally flipped a coin last week. Congratulations! Mm, I would say that it didn't come with the kind of expertise that you've come to expect from Free Money, America's favorite segment. For the high school fans who are already asking us about games tomorrow, come back tomorrow. High school mailbag. Don't leave now, though. Stop! Well, at, stop telling people to leave. Well, the thing is, you always do that. We do the high school picks video. Yes, and then people are like, "What about this game? What about right. this game?" If you have tomorrow, indivi- if you have an individual game, we, what we should do is I should start doing that disclaimer after the picks video runs, yeah. as we produce on the fly yeah. here. Um, yeah, we will. Um, well, if you have a specific game to ask about or a specific question, tomorrow's Mailbag Friday, and we will answer all of your questions tomorrow. So, for now, though, it's America's favorite segment: it's free money. Ugh. Max, what's first? Uh, let me see if I can get excited about any of this. Tonight. It's football tonight. That's true. Thursday football. Yeah. Taking the spotlight away from the high school football. Well, you. It's not Friday. It's not Friday. It's not. Friday, a, it's Friday's not a, a sin. I agree. Friday's a I, sin. Uh, Thursday. I don't know. That's why I love Fun Belt Tuesday. 7 p.m. this evening. Tulsa traveling into Houston. The Cougs. Fresh off a of bye week, correct? Fresh off a of bye week. 17 and a half point favorites. Uh, so they're going to win. Let me start off there. Wow. The only question is, can they cover 17 and a half? And I've got to be honest, like, the Houston defense now has me a bit concerned. Um, the Houston defense has just not been up to snuff, and they're just not, like, the, the biggest problem is that they're just not making those splash plays that we've come to expect from them. Uh, the offense, by the way, if you haven't paid attention, they, they found it. They, they're doing okay now. But, like, you look at what they've done defensively, especially, you know, now, especially against Texas Tech. And granted, Tech can light it up. But I just don't think, I wonder if this defense just isn't as great as we thought that it was. Um, so, now they're taking on a Tulsa team. And here's the good news. Uh, Tulsa uh, can't score. Nope. They're just not very good offensively. Yeah. Uh, this is a team that, uh, that basically, they, essentially they can't pass, which is bad news. But remember, this is a, a Houston defense that 
can give up the run a little bit as well. More than we kind of anticipated they would. I just think 17.5 is asking a lot. Um, you're asking them to win by three possessions. Houston's going to win, but this feels like a 14-point game instead of a 20-point a, a game. Fair enough. So I'm going to go with Tulsa in this one. I'm going to take Tulsa plus 17.5. What's next, Max? Oh, this little old game at a sort of well-known stadium mm. across town here. It's called the Red River Shootout. Showdown. Showdown. The Red the Red River Battle rivalry. On, on the River of the Rivalry. Rivalry with the Showdown Shootouts. The matchup. Number seven, Oklahoma, taking on number 19, Texas. Both teams probably a little overrated, if we're being honest. 11 a.m. Saturday. The Horns. Eight-point dogs. Eight-point dogs. Um, This is the first time, what? What did Craig say? Since 2009 that that both teams are ranked? Eight or nine. Eight or nine, around there. I think it's nine. Um, It's fun to have this game mean something again. Like, that's nice. Um, So, if if you're looking at Oklahoma... Here's the thing about Oklahoma. Offense, stupid. Stupid offense. And especially, like, Kyler Murray has been out of control. He's a legit Heisman contender. Um, He's been incredible. Their receivers are ridiculous. C.D. Lamb has been superb uh, for them. Marquise Brown, uh, I think they call him Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. He's incredible. This whole offense is ridiculous. Here's the thing, though. They can't run the ball. Now that Rodney Anderson's out for the year, yeah. they don't really have a running game. Well, they've, they've had more injuries in the running back court. It's, it's just a war of attrition for the right. running backs at this point. And if you look at Texas, like, okay, secondary has looked pretty good. Yeah, It's looked pretty good. All, and, and the other side for Oklahoma, the defense is just not very good, I don't think. I think it's, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's barely fine. Right? That's how you'd classify it. S&P Plus, which is our friend Bill Connolly's thing, has it 62nd in the nation. Does that sound like elite? That doesn't sound elite. It's not elite. That's for sure. But the Texas offense has been obviously fits and spurts as well. The place that they can probably beat them, I will say, is um, is is it's going to have to be dink and dunk for Texas. Uh, they don't give up huge, huge plays, but they do give up a fair amount of, of just kind of the four-yard, five-yard chunks. Um. In the end, though, I, I'm going with Oklahoma in this one. I think Kyler Murray goes nuts. I think he's. Been, I think. I think this is the reason. If you want to ask me honestly, I think this is the reason he came back to Oklahoma. Right. And he's not playing games baseball like this. Right now. Yeah. Games like this yeah. on the big stage yeah. to to show out at the Cotton Bowl. I think he wanted this experience. I think Oklahoma wins by about nine or ten. So I'm going to take Oklahoma and lay the eight points. There you go. What's next, Max? The A's could have used him last night. Boy, they sure, yeah. sure could have. Yeah. What do you think of the bullpen game? I thought it was. I thought it was smart, and it just kind of backfired on him. I think that it just Aaron Judge... As I messaged you during the game, mm-hmm. if this is a... If we start this as the topic tomorrow, as mm-hmm. the random topic. What is the one stadium yeah. when it's happy and full of happy people makes you the most rage and rage-filled lunatic? It's Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. So last night was not good. Yeah, we'll think about that tomorrow. Yankee okay, Stadium. what's next, Mike? Kansas State. Mighty Kansas State. Coming into Waco, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Baylor. Four point favorites, which is ooh, I, I, they should be more than that. Not they because will, they should. No, 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 no. But they should. They should. Right. And that's why I'm. I'll, I'll spoil it. It's off the top. Is I, I'm going to take Baylor um, minus four. Kansas State's just not good, guys. No. And and it strikes me. And they won't be protected by Manhattan. Like the thing that exactly, and the thing that like 
what what bails them out, like what bailed them out last week against what bailed Texas out is that oh man, we just lost a shirt behind you. The Doom is shirt um, No. The what what bailed out uh what what kept that game close was that Texas's offense was not very good. Let me tell you, Baylor's offense is not bad. Now they've found their quarterback in Charlie Brewer, and now they've figured out that Denzel Mims is a freak show. Um, I still wish they would run the ball a little bit more effectively, but this this Baylor offense is going to be good enough to beat to, to cover the spread. Um, and the and the bottom line is the Kansas State offense is not going to do anything. It's just not. And things are getting really dicey up there in Manhattan. Going on the road is not going to help them. I like Baylor minus four in this one. I think they I think they cover. What's next, Max? That's fine. Let's get through that one. That one's not much fun to talk about because this one is really fun to talk about. This one's super interesting. Number thirteen, Kentucky, coming into College Station to take on Texas A&M. Six p.m. Saturday. A&M six point favorites. But if you really look at everything, I don't know why Kentucky isn't favored in this game. So Kentucky's the fifteenth, like thirteenth ranked team in the country. Yes. Yeah. And they're good. They're really good. They're like, and their defense is crazy good. And after the way A&M's offense looked last week, that's kind of where I'm at on this. That the A&M's offense has sputtered of late. I think that's a good way to put it. And that right now they're kind of living off of what they've done. What they basically what they did against Clemson. Yeah. I think that their offense looked really good against Clemson. Uh, it looked fine in a, in kind of a tune-up game against Louisiana Monroe. It did not look good against Alabama, and then it looked really bad against Arkansas. Yeah. It's trending in a bad way, and Kentucky's defense is legit. Yeah, they're good. Legit. Uh, now the other side of it, I don't think Kentucky's offense is amazing. It's it's really not. They kind of get what they need to. Um, kind of where they do most of their damage is that they are they, they effectively run the ball pretty well. Benny Snell is the name to know. They run the ball pretty well, and they set up like third and one. and has got to get them behind the chains. They've got to keep them off the field. Um, I'm going to take Kentucky because I also, I also think there's a fair chance they just win this game outright because I think Kentucky's pretty good. And if this A&M offense doesn't wake up, doesn't this feel like a weird, like a hard one to get AM up for too? Yeah, it's after like, the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean they're they're coming off of you know playing you play Clemson and Alabama, yeah. and, and now it's like and oh Arkansas is like this big game at Arkansas, AT&T. Yeah, and now it's like here's Kentucky, who normally the team like you have whatever no, you have no affiliation yeah. with. Like this is the weird thing about them. Their move to the SEC is that like this is a conference game and it means a lot, but it's like okay, here comes Kentucky. I don't know. I think you're right. There's a motivation factor here. I think being at home will help, but I like Kentucky. I'm going to take Kentucky plus six. I actually think there's a fair chance they win this game outright, but I'm going to go with Kentucky I think plus this, six. I'm excited about this game because I think we're going to learn something about A&M. Like, can they I lock agree. in I agree. My, my thing is, my yeah. thing is I, I'll just say this. I'm pretty sure this game is closer than six points. Okay. So, I, so whoever was laying the points, I was going to take the other side. What's okay. next, Max? Well, this is... Oh God. oh God! Oh God! No! Oh no! Is it this one? SMU is going to Orlando, right? Orlando to play twelve UCF, six PM Saturday. The Ponies are twenty-five point dogs. Um, um, guys, this is going to get ugly. Um, this is going to get real ugly because Central Florida's super duper good. They're super duper good. Um, although I think Bill Conley forgot them on their statistical profiles. Um. <laughs> They're super good, and they're super good at everything, and especially offensively. Mackenzie Milton is nuts. He's super, super good. Now, SMU has shown signs of life the last two weeks, albeit against Houston Baptist, and then, of course, that big win over Navy. They've shown signs of life, but going on the road is a different animal. And going on the road to, like, a legit 
I don't know if they're the 12th best team in the country, but they're a legit top 20 team. Yeah. Uh, this this has bad news written all over it. I'm going to take I'm going to take UCF to cover the 25 points. Wow, personally. okay. I really do. You're going for it. I I just don't think that I I don't think that SMU's going to be able to stop them. Okay. I think that's the biggest thing. All right. that, that's my big problem. So I'm going to go with uh, them. What's next, Max? All righty. Uh, boy, we're still doing this. We're still calling ourselves Louisiana instead of Lafayette. Yeah, isn't that weird? We're still doing this. I'm sorry. This is what they just told me. Well, the good news is this is actually kind of surprising. Lafayette at Texas State, 6 p.m. Saturday. Your Bobcats. Just three and a half point dogs, man. They got this. They got this. They got this. And guess what? You're doing it. I'm taking Texas State. You're pulling State. the trigger. I'm taking Texas You're pulling State. pulling the trigger. And and I'll tell you why. Look, Texas State is super duper. They're like maybe the worst team in the, in the in the nation offensively. They are super duper duper bad. But guess what? Louisiana is like the worst team in the country defensively. There you go, guys. It's all lining up. It's all lining up. Being at home helps. I don't know if they win it, but they've been close the last couple of weeks. I think that they're trending in a decent way offensively. Um, I am going to take. Um, I'm going to take Texas State. I'm going to take Texas State minus three and a half, um, or plus three and a half. I think that they're doing great, and I think that the offense is trending now in a positive direction. That gets Texas State to cover, maybe not win. <laughs> What's next, Max? Greg, would you like to hear about the new low point in a rebuilding year at UTSA? Oh, Jesus, God in heaven. UTSA on the road against Rice, 6 p.m. Saturday, and Rice, that Rice, one-and-a-half-point favorites over um, Frank Wilson's Roadrunners. UCF, or I'm sorry, um, yeah. Rice Rice is, this is the first time they've been favored yes. since last year when they were favored against FIU. They lost that game. Is They have not won a game at, outright as a favorite since UTEP. In 2016. Been a while. It's been a while. Look, guys, this is very much the Sadness Bowl. Um, it, it, nothing nothing here is fun or makes sense or is, is in any way enjoyable. UTSA's offense is awful. Their defense is, like, honestly, like, that's the disappointing thing. Right. I thought we could have pointed uh, – it would not have surprised me if you told me, hey, by the way, UTSA is going to struggle offensively. That wouldn't necessarily surprise me. A lot of new parts there. The defense is what's, what's really disappointed me. The defense has not been good. Rice is somehow worse than them, though. And that's why I'm going to take UTSA and the Ooh, points. Oh, really? I think UTSA wins this oh. game. I think UTSA wins this game outright. Oh, I don't know. I think they go on the road and they win it. I don't know. Rice's defense is so bad. It's so bad. Here's the deal with Rice, and here's what you need to understand about Rice as someone who has watched a lot of Rice this year. What I, a weird brag. It's I've, hey, I don't. Do you think I don't make 42 points in the first half? I don't though. make the assignments. I don't Wake. make the assignments. Here's why: if if Rice can just take care of the football. If they win the turnover margin, they're going to win this game. Okay, that's fair. Because that has been their issue. Yeah. They have crippling turnovers that basically bury them early. Yeah, that's true. So that's – I'm just throwing it out there. That's absolutely true. You're not, you're not wrong. Do I protect them? You're not wrong. Protect football, I'm just saying. Um, you're not wrong. They, they – they, Sean Stankiewicz. Stank, yeah. Stankiewicz. 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 I have to – I have a friend, Stankiewicz, and so that's why I'm thinking it. i got to think about it. Yeah. i got to figure out how to say that. Um – He's got to take care of the football. If he takes care of the football, I, I think they got a great shot. But right now, I just think Rice's defense is so bad that UTSA is going to crack a couple of big runs, and that's going to be church. Boy, I don't know. So I'm going to take UTSA plus 1.5. Suddenly I'm intrigued by this game. And finally, 
Here's my question for you. North Texas at UTEP, 6.30 p.m. Saturday. Uh-huh. North Texas, 27.5-point favorites. Sure, fine, whatever. That's not, that's not what we're going to talk about here. Two questions for you, yeah. sir. Are we of the, uh, of the mind that North Texas needs to cleanse its soul mm. and take out some anger? Mm-hmm. Or do they kind of half-ass this one because they can and because they're beat up? They are beat up. But let me let me just give you one small little one one little note. Oh, give you a little note? here comes a tidbit. A they are against defensively. They're 113th against the pass and 117th against the rush. They are UTEP is terrible. Yeah, North Texas. I think North Texas can name their score. Without even trying. I I think this game has 56 to nothing written on it. Woo! And I think Seth Luttrell, I think they're angry. I think they're angry because I think that they got got an opportunity. They missed their opportunity. And I think they are seeing a poor puppy (laughs) that is wandering down the street. Puppy? Jeez. A poor puppy that's like, oh. Oh. Where is this going? This is a bad idea. I'm just trying to get home. I'm just trying to get home. And North Texas is this miserable old man who is very, very upset at life. This is a bad analogy. And I think they're going to punt the puppy. Oh. I think this is going to be bad. Ugh. I think this is going to be really ugly. I like North Texas to cover that. I, I th- Again, it w- this would not be. It would not surprise me. I'm not going to watch a lick of this game, I'm going to be honest, unless Shehan assigns me it. I'm not going to watch a lick of this game. I'm being honest. I'm going to send him a note right now to make sure you um, <laughs> I don't get BN Sports, so in your face. You can use my password, buddy. Dang it. Um... It w- this is the kind of thing that I, it wouldn't surprise me if like I get a you text me at at nine thirty and say hey by the way North Texas is up sixty three to three by the way three UTEP players are dead <laughs> <laughs> three UTEP players lost a limb Seth Luttrell is now shirtless and covered in blood it's amazing but it's only yeah. the second quarter <laughs> I think North Texas names are score I'm gonna take North Texas so those are my free money picks I like Tulsa plus seventeen and a half at Houston tonight I like Oklahoma minus eight against Texas I like Baylor minus four at home against Kansas State I like Kentucky plus six at AM. I like Central Florida minus 25 at home against SMU I like Texas State plus three and a half at home against Louisiana come on Bobs I like, I like UTSA plus one and a half at Rice and I like North Texas minus 20 seven and a half at UTEP. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Yeah. Corey Hoke says he cannot believe we're trusting Kentucky in College Station, which, fair point. It is still Kentucky. It's it's still Kentucky. It's Kentucky. But, like, based on the data we have, if Kentucky plays like they have the past couple of games, or like this season, if they continue to play the way they have this season, then, like, they're probably going to win. Yeah. Their defense is so good. I will admit to being a fatalist with all 12 of these FBS teams in Texas. So yes, I'm probably 100%. harder on A&M than I should be uh, bearish on Kentucky. You're selling them? Yeah. I think that I, I'll say this. Uh, if, 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 they, if you come back and you say, you know what, by the way, they, they regressed to the mean super hard. Yeah. And, like, everything fell apart. And A and M won this game, thirty-eight to seven. Sure, that honestly wouldn't surprise me uh, either. It's a weird game. It is. Well, and also, but it, but I, this, I, it also yeah. helps. I think it also helps. It's a night game. I yeah. think it helps A and M too. Yeah. So, but I uh, right now, I just think the numbers point to Kentucky. If they can, if they keep, basically, it would yeah. take them not playing the way they have. Yeah, I would say it's losing awful. to Kentucky in year one is excusable. Just don't ever do it again. So that's kind of where I'm at. 
On oh, that. for Jimbo? Yeah, for yeah. Jimbo. That's mm-hmm. kind of... But also, this gives us a good chance, as Corey said, to point out uh, with such a terrible mm-hmm. slate of FBS games. There's a couple of There's a couple good ones, but a couple you really don't want to watch. It's a small school banger week. It's a small school week, baby, and Corey has previewed those games on our website. Go to TexasFootball.com. He has previewed the biggest ones. We've got Sam Houston State versus Stephen F. Austin. We've got Commerce at Midwestern State. Massive game. And we've got Harden-Simmons at Mary Harden-Baylor, baby. Massive defense. And if you really want to get deep in the weeds. Let's get funky. Blinn's playing Southeastern Oklahoma. Yeah, love it. Yeah, man. A lot of implications on all all those games. Big deal. Uh, check out the previews by Corey Hogue. But seriously, this is a crazy good game for, like, if you're just going top to bottom divisions in this state, this this week is awesome. Yeah, you've got, you've got like, a super headliner at every level. Yeah. You've got, like, if you want to say Texas OU is the headliner, which it probably should be. Right. That's the headliner uh, at, at FB, FBS. Uh, FCS, you go with Sam Houston and Stephen F. Uh, Division two, it's uh, Commerce and Midwestern State. Midwestern State might win that game, guys. They, they usually—I mean, that's the thing—they kind of own. They, they own Commerce. It's weird. That was Commerce's one loss yeah, last year. And then at Division three, you've got um, you've got Harden Simmons and Mary Harden Paler. I need to get uh, and then JUCO. Game. I need to make Hoagie do more work and tell us which one of the which of those games each week we can actually watch. That's why I'm trying to I'm trying to do these um, the uh, the TV schedule. I know you can watch Sam and Stephen F. Yeah, you watch that. That's one, not usually too surprising. Think, you usually get the FCS games pretty easily. That's the only one. Sometimes D two, and then sometimes D three. It just kind of depends. Random NAI games, but unfortunately, the NAI teams in Texas just aren't quite up to snuff with the rest of the country, so we don't get a lot of those. Yes. Um, Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust, mm-hmm. says Bent Nail Barbecue in Lubbock, new restaurant, major thumbs up. Mm. We'll see. If we can trust his barbecue opinions as well. So, Step and I talked about this on Tep and Step. Okay. We need to get Southwest Airlines to sponsor us, and <laughs> and not, and we don't want any money. All we need are vouchers to fly within the state of Texas for yeah. editorial use only. Yeah, I'll wear whatever you want, Southwest. Whatever you want. That's that's creepy. Uh, Eddie Jackson. Uh, when we started Free Money, Eddie Jackson said, "Where's the pick and chicken?" Roscoe, yeah. right? Is that Roscoe, what you, you named Roscoe the pick and chicken? We do need yeah. a pick and chicken. Yeah, we do need a pick If you want to donate a chicken to no, the show. No, don't. Don't. We get There's lots, definitely no. somebody in, this, in the comments in who has comments a chicken. who will like, send what? us a chicken. You want a chicken? Okay. Here it comes. Uh, Tony Blaylock says, Cyfall's making the playoffs last year is what sent Cyfair to D2. No D2 for Cyfair this year. D1 lock. Yeah, it's um, yeah, a huge, huge di- difference. Yeah. Let's see. There's and another some. reason, and not to get too far in the weeds, but like yeah. another reason why Cypher ISD splitting up into two different districts and two different regions, 17 yeah. and 14, is huge. Go on. Yeah. Uh, I lost my place. Hold on. Oh, Blaylock also says, I love Tevin Step, but I keep wanting to respond to everything you guys are saying, and I can't, which is what makes this show better. Hey. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. Uh... <laughs> Lots of people agreeing with me with, with, with the naming issues uh, from Lehman to Tony and, mm-hmm. and everyone else. Like the la- the naming issues with high schools in this. In this yeah. There, so so here and I'm glad Lehman's in the in the comments because there yeah. was one thing. For example, there's a new school or new school, uh, not a new school, but a, a new six man school um, playing football this year called Three Way. Mm-hmm. But it is not this other school that went defunct a right. few years ago right. called Maple Three Way. Right. It's, uh, I don't know. We're, we're making this harder than it needs to be, we folks. Really Hector Rio says, what are the odds the lights go out in the Huddo at Georgetown game? Last three times they have gone out, especially when Georgetown is trailing or about to lose the lead. Hmm. This is now a conspiracy theory show. I love it. I want all your high school football conspiracies. <laughs> oh, that would be a great episode. Oh. That, oh. we got to save that for the offseason, though. Because yeah. there's too much content yeah. now. 
We're going to table that. We're going to have an entire show on high school football conspiracies. I love it. Our buddy Aaron Flynn out in Oregon is uh, flying to Texas for an interview. And I I couldn't help but I was like, oh, so you're good enough to fly out here for an interview, but not good enough to stop by the DCTF HQ. What the hell? Some fan you are. Yeah. He's driving. He's flying to San Antonio and driving to Texarkana for this interview. Look, I like both those places, but I'm not sure the job's worth it, Aaron. That's a super roundabout way of flying. But I I said the cat's out of the bag. He's coming here to interview for your job. We're not based in Texarkana. Well, we have to do it in a remote site so you don't know about it. I think that's... Why Texarkana? Well, as far away as possible, sir. Why didn't you send him to El Paso? No, no. Mountain time, mountain time. Sorry, mountain it's, time. it's just the way it's got to be. Uh, but he says it's true. He's totally quali- qualified to. He can name the mascot for all of uh, Corpus Christi and most of the Valley schools, which it, actually makes him overqualified. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, I will say that you do not want to play that game with Tepper. You will lose it. You will lose the, hey, here's a random high school. What's the mascot game? And yeah, he, I, rank, I rank second in the nation. Uh, second in the world. Is step number one? Is that Or Craig Way? Craig Way. Craig Way I would put one. Craig over because yeah. the thing is, and that's where I get step. Step would be number one, yeah. but step's not a six-man guy. Uh, some guy named Jacob John says, am I permanently banned because I called the Napoli win? I will say this. Mm, you did. You are you are in the doghouse. You're a sorcerer. You, uh, you're a sorcerer. You're a wizard. I Jacob I Tom. got I've got no no time. I haven't even right brought now. it up to him because I knew. Boy, I didn't want to bring in the sadness. I don't. Uh, I don't have much to say to Jacob right now. He, the... he used to be my friend. Mm. Now he's merely an acquaintance. He's merely a work workplace proximity associate. <laughs> work, work, workplace <laughs> podcast. Workplace podcast proximity associate. There we go. Um, and finally, uh, Miziel and Corey are on the are on the bandwagon with me. If you get no picks correct in free money, uh, I get to change your name on this show. And Corey has the best suggestion. It is no money. Wait, name name of the segment? No, name of you. Your me? your bottom. Oh, if I go O for nine this if, week. If you go O for any week, mm. your new name on graphics is no money. No money. Okay. For I, one week or forever? I mean, what are you going to do if I do it forever? How are you going to stop me? This is tough but fair. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Tomorrow, Mailback Friday, be here. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.